calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Ever wondered if your house is haunted? It's time to say hello to the bump in the night. This October, The Haunted Walk is inviting you to take part in a massive paranormal experiment. The Haunting at Home is an online interactive audio experience you can do right in your own house, in your own apartment, or in a creepy cabin in the woods. This ghostly adventure will challenge you to conduct a series of paranormal experiments in the dark. It's the perfect night of spooky fun if you love ghost stories or enjoy the thrill of trying to contact the other side. Start ghost hunting tonight at hauntedwalk.com slash the haunting. Oh, and don't forget to use our promo code for an additional 20% off. Real hauntings. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. We're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, guys, and I'm Kat. And oh, the- that's so sad. Wait, I was waiting for JJ to say something and he's not here. <laughs> he is currently at a training, like a four and a half hour training to be a poll worker. If anybody didn't know, there's an election coming up on November 3rd. So he will be, if you live in Georgia, you might see him. He's going to be there working the polls to help voter suppression not happen. Um, yeah, bonus points if you can find JJ at the polls and get a selfie with him. Yeah, but not like with your ballot because that's a legal and then your vote won't count and we really need your vote to count (laughs) and on this episode we um, had another fan reach out to us kate has joined us for this episode she's got some really fun spooky stories how are you doing kate i'm doing great how y'all doing doing good i can tell by uh you wrote your name out that it's also Catherine, right yeah cool my name's Catherine, obviously but i go by cat um 
it's just good to have majority women right now, and we're both Catherines. So I'm excited. I love it. I love it. This is great my energy. middle name is Catherine, so does that it's count? Not Noah Catherine. It is not. Oh, that sounds pretty. <laughs> you wish. So, Kate, uh, you, as you know, we usually like to ask our guests to kind of find out where they are on the supernatural scale. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts. Ten meaning ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Ooh, I have to say I'm a 10. I've had some really weird experiences throughout my life to not be a 10, so. Cool. <laughs> excited. We tend to get people that are like not solid 10s. We've had a couple, but. So a couple, I'm, yeah, not many. Usually it's like between a five and a seven, I would say, with our guest. Other than JJ's brother, uh, Rob, which was like a, a two. Negative five or something. Yeah. He said <laughs> that a two. That was a pretty funny podcast. I love that one. I love did that you like episode. it? Awesome. I did. I really did. They're so ridiculous, even more so in person. They like always <laughs> the yeah, I got in trouble, Kate, on that episode because I spelled Rob's name with one B instead of two. And there was a lot of drama around that. Well, we didn't even tell him. Yeah, we didn't even tell him that the episode was out because he gets really offended by that. So, Kate, you've listened to um, that episode. I'm curious if you noticed because we've had several fans write in and Instagram us that they heard a ghost noise when JJ and Rob were talking about the ghost noise from Amanda's episode. Did you happen to hear that? I did not. Now I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to it. I did not hear that. Yeah, I think hmm. it was, Kat, was it around the 35-minute mark, maybe? Yeah, um, it was so. spooky because we pulled it up on the last episode we recorded so JJ could hear it because he hadn't heard it. And then I swear, like, five minutes later, our guest was telling us something, and JJ and I both heard another whisper, like, audibly that no one else <gasps> heard. We both reacted, and uh, now we're just spooked to be in this room, but... Here we are. Here oh, I okay. I'll definitely have to to re-listen to that because I love stuff like that. I love little hidden gems like that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty spooky. I, I didn't hear the one last night, but um, I'm curious to see when I go back and do the editing since because I know where it's supposed to be. So I'm curious to see if I hear something. If I do, then that may that may push the needle a little bit. I might go from a whatever to a whatever because that would be really scary. <laughs> so Kate, how old were you when you had your first supernatural experience? Oh, gosh. Um, I really don't remember it, but um, I was really young when we lived. I used to live back east in Boston, and my uh, we had a house that was it backed up to like a wooded area, and there was always weird stuff going on. But my mom always mentioned that there was something in my room, and it would play with my toys when I was sleeping. So um, I don't remember that, but my mom, my mom does. And I guess on and off, I've always seen things like heard things, seen like shadow figures, um, but it doesn't really like freak me out. It's just kind of like, oh, it's there. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just used to it, but. I'd be terrified if that was like my normal, but if it was my normal, I wouldn't be terrified because it would be. Yeah, I, I, I don't know any different. Like, I don't, I thought that it was like something like the shadow people for sure. I was like, okay, this is weird. But like, yeah, like having like those like those feelings of like oh I'm not alone or like feeling like energies I didn't think was different until I started talking to other people and they're like oh no I don't feel like that I'm like oh okay well well I do <laughs> so this must be different this must be weird so you mentioned that your mom says that she would see your to like something played with your toys at night is this running your family does anyone else in your family believe in ghosts or have ghost stories or just your mom I think my mom's um, my mom's aunt, so her 
mother's sister was really into like astrology and really into um, like supernatural stuff like that. Like she was really into like the paranormal, but that's, I don't, I've never met her and she was really, I mean, mom was really young when she died. So yeah. But all I know is that she, she would do like people's astrological charts. Like that was like her birthday gift to my mom. A lot of the times that she would do like my mom's charts every year and, and stuff like that. But other than that, I really don't know. And does your mom, is she a, a firm believer in, in the stories that you're about to share with us? Does she completely buy into your experiences or is she kind of skeptic? I think the first time she was skeptic because it happened the very first night we were there. So I think she was just, she just thought it was because it was the first night and it was like new environment. But then the more things started happening, I think she knew like there was no way that I could be kidding. So um yeah, I think at the beginning she was a little bit skeptic, but as soon as like other things started occurring and it wasn't just like me hearing it or seeing it, I think that's when she started to believe for sure. And I'm just curious because you are someone who it sounds like you're a little haunted that you you see ghosts probably more often than the average guests we have on our podcast. What is Halloween like for you? Do you enjoy celebrating it? Is it like a little much since you're on the actual side of seeing ghosts and spooky things? I love it. This is my absolute favorite time of year. I think it's, I mean, I love getting scared. Like, I mean, I love, I love getting purposely scared. Like I love going to like haunted houses and watching scary movies, but I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I think it's just such a fun time and it definitely makes me miss being a child and like going to trick or treating and stuff like that. So I think there's like that's that essence of like nostalgia for me around this time of year. So I always love it. It's, it's, yeah, I've, I've never had like that weird feeling about like, it being too much for me. Yeah, Kat, you love being scared too, right? In haunted houses. I don't know. I've just always been like easily spooked. I blame it on like this traumatizing spooky experience. Not, I mean, I use trauma lightly there, but I was in third grade and was at my fifth grade friend's birthday party and we watched What Lies Beneath and I didn't know what scary really felt like, I guess, or like that kind of shock. But ever since that movie, I've had to like, I've just been so spooked. I mean, it was forever ago, but I've gotten a little better, I guess. I don't know. I, I tell JJ he should start filming because like he can, I'll even try to scare him and he'll pretend to be scared and it scares me, like his reaction. No. I want I want to be different. I do. <laughs> For me, my first um, scary movie was E.T. I think looking back on the movie now, it's not necessarily scary. I don't know. It shouldn't be that scary, but as like a young kid, it freaked me out. And maybe that's why I like the alien stuff freaks me out so much now in general, but I avoided horror movies, haunted houses and all that stuff to like my mid twenties. And then I just kind of dove head first. Oh my gosh. Haunted houses. Like I cry, like I cry. <laughs> I remember there was a high school trip. We went to like a haunted old fort or something in Savannah or somewhere, Fort Lauderdale. And I wore my head. I asked my teacher if I could wear my, my iPod, like listen to my iPod and just be at the back the whole time and like wore a hoodie. Like I was so lame. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> speaking of hauntings and haunted houses, Kate, is, you had some haunting experiences at a house, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so this occurred and it's in the same house my parents still live in, um, but they moved there nine years ago. So I was freshly 19 when they moved in and the house, it wasn't like it was in shambles or anything like that, but it definitely wasn't super loved. Like the people really didn't care about it. It was kind of like the front lawn was 
messy. And inside it was just, I mean, they still had the same wallpaper from the seventies. Appliances were still in the eighties. So it wasn't like anybody really took the time to care about the house and like put in any kind of love or effort into it. And so I was kind of bummed when my parents said that they were moving there. Cause I was just, it, I just didn't like it. I didn't like how like it, I didn't, I always got like an uncomfortable, not like a, a negative uncomfortable feeling, but just like, it just felt kind of like gross in the house. So I just, I never really liked being there before we moved in the first night that we moved in. And we like, when we moved in, we just started all kinds of like renovating and construction. So the house was madness for the first couple of months that we were there. And the first night, um, because we were having to work around like the painting that was happening inside and all the construction, we were limited to what we could have inside of our rooms. So I literally had a mattress and a pillow and a couple boxes and a blanket with me and my dog. And in the middle of the night, I had woken up from a deep sleep and my dog did too, because he was in the bed with me. And we saw this woman or a figure of a woman go from my door to my window. And I'm thinking it's my mom. And of course, me being like a 19-year-old me, I'm trying to tell her to to leave and get out of my room and she's not listening to me. So by like the third time I had to tell her, I was kind of annoyed. And I ripped my comforter off to just confront her and be like, please get out of my room. It's two o'clock in the morning. It's There was nobody there. And it was so, because I remembered so clearly, like as soon as I saw that there was nobody there, my dog put his head back down on the pillow and just passed out. I'm like, oh, okay. So I eventually fell back asleep and I didn't tell anybody about it for, I think a couple of weeks. Cause it was so like odd. Just did I see that? Like, and my dog didn't growl or bark or do anything that would have alarmed me to be like, Oh, this is whatever this is, is negative. It's going to hurt me. Um, but so, I, and then I, I really wondered if like he even saw that cause he didn't react to it. So it was like a lot of um, self-doubt, I guess, and <laughs> even seeing that. And then I think it just like, it picked up from there. Like the little occurrences were just like, it just happened more and more after that first night. And once I, once I told my parents about it, um, we noticed more and maybe it was just like, Oh, because we like, I think something's there. I'm noticing more and more things, but it wasn't just me. It was my family too, that were noticing little sounds here and there. So I guess right after that, there must've been two weeks after I was making a sandwich in the kitchen and the way my parents house used to be laid out was you could see majority of the downstairs from the kitchen and they had a downstairs laundry which was um completely cluttered with all kinds of miscellaneous stuff because we were making a new laundry room and we were still figuring figuring out where to put the you know stuff so there was just it was a mess of stuff in this laundry room um but I'm making a sandwich and I can see clearly into the laundry room from the kitchen. And for whatever reason, I'm, I just keep staring into the laundry room when it's dark out. I remember it being like really maybe like eight, nine o'clock at night. And I just keep staring into the laundry room and I can't really figure out why, but the longer that I'm staring, the more I see like this figure in the laundry room. And it looks like, and I can't identify if it was like a man or a little boy or a little girl, but I know that it was like, a child and I'm trying to think if it's like the shadows playing tricks on me or whatnot and I so I just keep looking and looking and looking and then it's super clear that there's like a child in the laundry room oh and I 
freak out of course i mean i don't i'm not like visibly like oh my god but i like look down just so afraid like oh my god because i didn't know if it was looking at me or looking away so it was oh super creepy so i finished making my sandwich and i look up and it's gone that was those were the first two incident incidents of me seeing something and then it, it just kind of went to noise i don't think i mentioned it in the email but there I think I, maybe I did the first couple months that we were there. And I think it happened for a straight year, but every time that we would have family dinner and this is almost every night that we'd have family dinner, we would hear someone pacing upstairs in my parents' room. And we, like, it definitely wasn't like squirrels or any kind of critters. Cause it wasn't like a scratching sound. It was like a literal walking back and forth. And I think we were just, okay with it like no one ever went upstairs to like investigate or just like oh all right like it's there and it would just like kind of come and go like it would happen and then we wouldn't hear it for like 10-15 minutes and then we'd hear it again and then we wouldn't hear it and then it, it would just keep happening so that was um I think that was like when my entire family really started to believe me because my brothers didn't my older brothers definitely did not believe me when I talked about seeing the woman and talked about seeing the child they're like yeah whatever you know (laughs) Um, but I think once they started hearing the footsteps too they were like oh there is something here there's something going on right wait back to that last story with the sandwich I love that Mm -hmm. you like just went back and started and finished your sandwich making your sandwich (laughs) I mean I wasn't gonna let anything get in the way of that I was like um I'm hungry and there is a child in my laundry room that I that's not human so I'm just gonna finish this and go upstairs and (laughs) not come back down (laughs) and I didn't see that yeah exactly it was just like okay why are ghost children so much creepier I don't know, but I do get that feeling too, where it's just like, oh, like I can deal with like adult ghosts, but like children ghosts, anything dealing with children, it just automatically like that will scare me beyond anything else. I'm like, no, that well, just kind makes of me like the, the mix of innocence and scary, right? Because you see yeah. a kid and they're supposed to be innocent, but you see a kid ghost and you're like, what did you do? What are you trying to yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it, was the kid ghost or the child ghost? Um, you may have said this, I may have just missed it, but was it fully formed or was it a shadow or what, it, how exactly did it look? It was fully formed. Like I, cause that's how I knew it was a child. Like I knew it wasn't just like, I don't know, like a figure of something. Like I knew it was a child cause I could see like just the proportions. Like I, it looked like, like a child like just stuck in the laundry room. Like you, I could have just taken like, <laughs> like one of the kids I used to babysit and put him in there and it would have looked the same way. So mm. <laughs> it was definitely creepy. It was definitely creepy. Did it seem like it came from a certain period of time or, or could you tell? Um, I definitely got it that it was like an older ghost. Like, I don't know. I just got that feeling like right away that I knew it wasn't like anything I don't want to say new, that sounds really weird, but like it definitely, it had that presence of being older, like maybe like a couple hundred years older. Wow. And were you all able to do any research on the home to see if any kind of tragedy had taken place? Um, we did. So the, I think the, the worst it got, the, like those little instances of like knockings and the incidents with my dogs, like I think we, it pushed us to ask other people in the neighborhood if they had heard anything or like if they had any instances 
And I begged my mom not to. I told her to not ask because I just, I thought we were going to be labeled as like the weird family if we asked and they would be like, no, that you're just crazy. Um, but we actually asked a neighbor and she just looked at us and said, well, yeah, don't you know where you live? And I remember that incident, like my, just, my heart just fell to the floor. I was like, there's no way that this woman just responded like that. So we looked it up and my parents' um, house used to be on old sanitarium grounds. So there's still like remnants of it too. Like there's still a tennis court there. The doctor's house is still there. And you can tell that like they took um, what used to be like housing for the patients and they just like cut off like the front face of it and just made it into a house and did whatever else with the building. But it's definitely, like, there's the archway still there. Like that would lead into the, the sanitarium grounds. So I think, and I, I couldn't find if there was like an active graveyard or like cemetery on the grounds or what they did with people that passed away there. Um, but there's definitely like they deal, dealt with people with tuberculosis and mental illness. They did shock therapy. So I imagine it wasn't super pleasant. <laughs> and this is also in like the late, mid to late um, 1800s. So yeah, I mean, I, the people must have passed away there. I just don't know if they were buried on the grounds or taken somewhere else. Oh, goodness. So the actual home that you all lived in, mm -hmm. was that specific spot used to house patients or bury the dead? Do you know? The way, um, so they used to have, or they had an old um, like map laid out and I can't really pinpoint where my parents' house is, but it does look like from the, um, the grounds of what used to be the sanitarium ground, it does look like they, they were, um, patient houses where my parents' house is. So, but again, <laughs> I really, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it does look like that. I'm just like still stuck on the kid ghost and all of it. <laughs> but again, part of me is like, I wish I had some of those experiences growing up so I could look back and be like, oh yeah, I'm totally cool with this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there's a possible ghost living in my room right now. <laughs> I'm totally cool with it. But I will say during our conversation, everything is spooking me. Like I thought I heard some feedback or whispering, but I, I don't think it was whispering. So I muted my microphone and it just stopped. So it was coming from my end. Wait, how would that work? That shouldn't happen, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And then like the door was shaking, but I think my roommate was opening the door outside. Anyways. So Kate, you've had these supernatural experiences. Do you have any, um, excuse me, do you have any advice for somebody like Kat who may now be having some type of supernatural experience? Um, I, I'm a big energy person. So that's what I would like. And all the stuff that the ghosts would do in my parents' house, like I never got a feeling of, oh, this is malicious. Oh, this is like a malevolent thing. So as long as I felt that, you know, it was more of, like a playful thing or just like them being like, Oh, Hey, I'm here. Like you're not alone. You weren't, <laughs> we were here before you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I would be okay with it. I'd be like, Oh, okay, whatever. But the moment that I would get energy of it being like bad, that's when I would allow myself to like freak out and be like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of here. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be here. Or like trying to figure out solutions to help it move on or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so far we've had no like bad experiences necessarily. We've just been told that there's like an old lady who is in here with us. Yeah. Um, and 
it's it's i mean it's going to be freaky because it's stuff you can't explain it's nothing you can see mm-hmm. so like it's it's like i mean i got freaked out plenty of times but it wasn't something where i was like i'm fearful for my life freaked out with more just like oh, okay this is happening and it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> like right well okay didn't you all go through some steps to try to cleanse the home we did we did so um my mom had and unfortunately it didn't work because we had a pretty big incident after um that she called herself an exorcist but i i think that that's a really big stretch because we didn't have anything that needed to be exercise so to speak like when i when i think of exorcisms i think of like demons and like really nasty negative energies and that was nothing that we had in our house um but we did we took some steps to exercise (laughs) the house we had a a shaman come over and she did you know her chants and sage the house and told whatever spirits that were in my parents house to that they could go and that you know they could move on um Unfortunately, they, I don't want to say unfortunately, because it was, again, they weren't bad. Um, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't move on. <laughs> so I don't know if it was just the shaman's work or the ghosts were just like, no, we're cool. We're, we're going to stay here. <laughs> Thanks though. So what was the uh, big event that happened after the uh, failed exorcism? There are actually two. Um, so the first one happened um, after, uh, the first big event was my brother, finding my dog, not in a negative way, but we had a German shepherd and she was super, like she was a street dog. So she was very wary of her surroundings and she got trapped in the garage twice. And there's no way she could have done that because the doors were shut. Um, and she was an old dog. So there's no way she could have jumped up or done anything. Um, so she got trapped in the garage twice and my brother had to let her in. And each time she came into the house, she was visibly shaking, like visibly upset. Um, so I think that was definitely on the spirit side. Like, cause I don't, and we still don't know what made, I mean that she's, unfortunately my dog has passed, but um, we were looking for anything. Like if it was like a, a mouse or a rat or something that would have made her go into the garage, we couldn't, find anything to make her that would have made her go um so this and then the second part was the banging on the door when my brother wasn't home and i thought he was we were getting ready to go to a friend's graduation party and i was supposed to carpool with him and his girlfriend at the time and someone was banging on my door and i thought it was my brother and each time this whatever knocked, we just got more and more violent. And it got to a point where I was like, I called my brother up to be like, why are you banging on my door? Like, if we're going, let's go. And when he answered, he was, he was already at the party. So those were the yeah. two big events where it was just like, okay, like there's definitely something still here. Like whatever that, that exorcism <laughs> did not work. Um, right. Yeah. Are your parents still in that home? Yeah, they're still in there. And it's, it's funny because they said when I moved out, they, it just stopped. Like whatever occurrence, like they don't hear like the footsteps, like they don't like nothing. Like there used to be um, things with doors opening and closing, mostly opening by themselves. And that stopped when I moved out. Um, Things. Yeah. Like footsteps or like shuffling 
stopped when I moved out. So <laughs> I'm hoping it didn't follow me. I don't think it did because I haven't had anything happen in my apartment. But uh, yeah, they still live there. They still live there. Wow. So do you see ghosts or entities or spirits or energy like in your everyday life? Or was it primarily contained inside of the sanitarium home? Um, it occurred a lot when I was a teenager where I would see things like I would see um, and it would freak my friends out because <laughs> I would be driving and I would see like sh my shadow figures like dart across like roads and um, or I'd see them you know in people's houses or in my house and I'd just be like oh like I would just look like somebody was there and then I'd look you know I if my friends started talking to me I would avert my attention from whatever I thought I was seeing back to my friend and they'd be like what were you looking at I'm like oh there's something there <laughs> and then there would be nothing there to them uh, but it hasn't really happened in the last couple of years I would say like ever since I turned like 22 I'd say it stopped but yeah I don't really see them anymore but definitely when I was a teenager do you feel like because now that Kat and JJ are hearing these voices in their apartment do okay, you feel like voices they're like, <laughs> audio feedback maybe whispers <laughs> do you feel like um trying to interact with these spirits is a bad idea like when you were in your parents home or your home at the time did you ever try to like talk to the child ghost or the woman that you saw or or call out when you heard noises or anything like that no, I know. I like, I know some people are like super skeptical about um, Ouija boards if they don't think they'll work or, you know, trying to make anything that would talk to spirits. Um, I'm, unless that thing is really messing with me, I, I just let it be. I really am like, you know what? Cause you, you don't know, you really don't know what you could open by messing with that kind of stuff. So I just kind of let it, you know, unless they're, um, unless they're causing physical harm to me, I'm just like, I just let it be. I really, I just don't let that. I let them do whatever they want to do. Like I'm, if they're trying to make their presence known, I make sure that they know I know. But other than that, I'm, I really don't try and contact with them. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little scared too, to be honest. Do you believe in saging and that kind of stuff? Because we hear a lot of that on the podcast and we had one guest and I believe JJ uh, maybe talked to the guest about it some too, but uh, kind of like what, what the meaning of saging is. Uh, but some say it works, some say it doesn't. Have you ever tried any of that? Yeah, so we, we did do the saging during the exorcism, again, the, the cleansing of the house, so to speak. Um, and I mean, I, I sage, you know, anytime I go into a new apartment that I, I'm, I'll live in, I always sage it. I think it's just, it's a way to clear bad energy. And maybe that's why I didn't work with my parents' house because they weren't bad energies. Um, but I think, yeah, I definitely do that maybe for my own sanity, just to say like, okay, whatever negative energy was in here from the last owners, it's gone. Like we're putting in new energy. We're putting in my energy, the people I'm living with energy. Um, instead of like old residual energy. So I definitely believe in staging, but it's more for peace of mind, I think, than anything else. Right. Sure. I feel like I need to, we need to sage. My roommate keeps bringing it up, but we, just <laughs> <laughs> for kicks, just a peace of mind, like you said, for sure. Yeah. We've heard about your earliest experience. We've heard about your um, haunted house in the sanitarium. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you're not having as many experiences now, but do you remember your last supernatural experience you had? 
the last one was actually at my parents' house. I was house sitting with them for two weeks and, or for them for two weeks. And it, I always happens like if I spend more than like a week there, things start happening again to, to me. <laughs> um, uh, but I was at my parents' house and I had to go into my parents' room and I felt something like play with my hair. And I thought something had like dropped on my head. And then when I like checked my head and nothing, you know, fell out. And then I felt whatever it was like playing with my hair again, I just immediately got chills. Um, so <laughs> that oh was the gosh. last time I've, I've had anything like that. How often w- have you ever been like touched by a ghost like that? Not like that. That was like full on like, yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I feel like I've definitely like had it, but it's been more in my sleep, like where I would wake up and there would be like bruises um, or like marks on me, but nothing that I could, like I could remember and recall like that. So Kate, we've kind of heard your journey. It's super scary. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I would ever, I don't know. I mean, I have some smaller ghost stories, but I've never obviously been like physically assaulted by a ghost or woken up with marks on my body or anything like that i mean are you are you happy that you have these experiences do you wish you didn't have any supernatural experiences how's that journey kind of been for you i will say it ruined a lot of like dares that would happen you're gonna say dates (laughs) (laughs) it's ruined a lot of dates you know uh well that too because i'm definitely like i'm big on energy so there was times where i was like okay like immediately as soon as the guy would pick me up it'd be like it's so you're definitely an empath then yeah. yeah. Um, but it definitely, it like the, we would always have, you know, like those high school dares of like, Oh, I dare you to go to this place and, you know, and stay there for like an hour, like in the dark or whatever. And I couldn't do it. I just, whatever energies were there, like, especially there was a couple haunted places like near where we live, where as soon as I walked onto the grounds or whatever, I was like, mm, Nope, I can't do this. Like I, really? there's just something here that I'm just like, not, I, I can't like I don't like it it really affects me like there are times where I would get like almost like ill from it so I, I would have to just bail out and my friends you know unfortunately they would get mad and say, oh but we want to do this this would be so much fun I'm like yeah I'll stay in the car like I'm, I can't but I'm not going in there I can't do it well one thing that I've been talking to Kat and JJ about doing uh, we talked about maybe doing one on zoom but maybe we need to wait until the world kind of opens back up so where we can do it you know in in a real space but have you ever done a seance or been a part of a seance? Yes. Yes, I have. It was interesting. It was actually last year. We did a ghost walk and we went into a haunted hotel kind of thing. And we did a seance. It, it was unfortunate because it didn't really work. Like we had like spirit boxes and people asked questions, but we really couldn't get anything. But yeah, I guess that was technically a seance like it wasn't like what you see in the movies though like people holding hands and like chanting and stuff like that was just like this one woman chanting and everybody was just quiet and calm and Kat where do you kind of fall on seances do you believe that that can be a real thing or do you think it's are you more skeptical about that I'd like to think it works and that it opens up some sort of portal (laughs) I think I would not be able to relax enough to sit through one it would be quite entertaining for anybody but but me but I I don't know I think like because I was raised just 
uh, in not intensely Christian, more like passively Christian, but, um, you know, just, I think in the back of my head, I have all that stuff. That's just Mm -hmm. like, is this the right thing to be doing? And like, if it's there, I don't know, is it the right kind of spirit and that kind of thing? Of course, now I'm have a, a little bit different viewpoints on faith, but still I'm like, is it the right kind of energy? Is it the wrong energy? And, but I think it went done properly and, you know, with the right person, I, it, it would probably be fun. Fun? Yeah. That's the right word? Your face says fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I would be nervous, but I, if done properly, I would participate. Yeah. I mean, I would be nervous too, honestly. I, that, that's why like, I had never really talked to a medium or a psychic or any of that stuff. It wasn't because now I believed or didn't believe it was all, it was always because of the possibility of what could be or couldn't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I want to find out whatever information they had just on the off chance it was right. Or if they told me something terrible, would I manifest that? Cause I, I'm not superstitious, but the older I get, I do believe a little more in like omens, which are, which is probably, you know, something I shouldn't, but I've just, I've seen certain things and then certain things will happen. So then, to the point where I'll see like, I have like, it's so stupid, but I have like a favorite bird that I connect with that is a cardinal. And then like one day I was going jogging and I saw a dead cardinal like right in front of me. And I never, I don't know, I never encountered that before. And then like later that day, I got some awful health news. And so it, you know, those kind of things can kind of trigger me a little bit, but I just kind of tell myself in the moment, like, it's not real. These are just negative thoughts. Push them out. But I can't imagine what a seance would do, you know, if that's how I feel about seeing a dead bird on the sidewalk. I, I did not know that happened to you. That's, um, well, first off, that's not abnormal. Cardinals mean a lot are significant. Friends. I thought you were going to say that's not abnormal. Birds die. <laughs> oh, well, they do die a lot, but. It would have been the uh, JJ comment of. <laughs> Yeah, were there any feral cats around that killed the bird? That's what we should be talking about. Tiny children with BB guns. You know. Yeah. Um, those patterns are definitely evident and and present for a lot of people. Some people see numbers. Some people look at the clock at the same time every day. We've started feeding the cat just before we go to bed, and it's literally like 10.58 every single time. And we're like, how do we keep – doing this or or when you wake up and reach for your phone because you know the alarm's about to ring and then it rings yeah that stuff that's and like weird. how does that work energy or it's like you think about somebody and they call your phone right then that's always mm-hmm. super strange to me yeah we'll see i mean it would be fun to do a seance just out of curiosity and it would probably be entertaining for our audience for us to record it um <gasps> Have you all, and Kate, I promise we won't keep you too much longer, but have you all watched the new season of Haunting on Hill House? And we won't spoil anything, but I'm just curious, have you all seen in in it? Yes. No. Okay, so Kate has, (laughs) Kat has not. We just finished it last night, actually. And I'm not necessarily curious about the content of that aspect or or like plot lines. But Kate, what, you know, we often hear from our guests that Haunting of Hill House, the first one, and I'm going to go ahead and assume the second one, is very much what people that are haunted consider to be more believable than maybe some of the other stuff that they see in media and movies. Do you feel that way or do you not feel connected to those shows? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
Hmm. Now this I season think... did have some like more extreme pushing the envelope stuff, you know, without yeah. getting any spoilers, but like last season, maybe more specifically than this season. Hmm. I think in, in some ways, yes, because it's like, you know, it's always there. Like for someone like me, it's always there and it's not something that I can turn on or off. It's just kind of like, Oh, and sometimes it's inconvenient. Sometimes it's annoying, but um, yeah, I would say like they got that pretty right where it's very like it's just there like (laughs) just in the background and like shadow yeah that kind of stuff yeah and there's nothing you can do and it's like you know i mean i've definitely been called like dramatic or like i'm just you know saying it for attention and it's like yeah but you like until you can see it yourself you have no idea so (laughs) like until you witness it you can't you can't talk about it like that so yeah, and Kat, I'm, you probably feel similar. I mean, that's one of the fun things I think for us doing this podcast is because we have had very limited experiences and we keep hearing so many like amazing stories that are told from people that really have no reason to lie or anything. So mm-hmm. for us, that's kind of the gateway for us to get to experience these supernatural things, you know? So we definitely appreciate you coming on and all of our other guests who have come on and shared their stories. I am curious because you are a fan. Um, what are some of the episodes you've enjoyed? Hmm. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, okay. So the alien ones, I I'm, I'm a big like UFO believer. I'm all about like, Oh, there's something out there. Like we can't be alone. Um, so I think that one was definitely, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but he, it was like a, and haunted I think it was like a farmhouse that one was I really enjoyed that one I can't remember what it was called for the life of me but this was a while ago too about a month Um, ago maybe maybe like two months ago okay yeah where they did the seance and the guy like passed out and fell down yes yes okay like I'm not the only one okay yeah that that one (laughs) yeah for sure yeah two fun episodes I enjoyed that one yeah absolutely (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to try to pay, pay more attention to my surroundings and like calm my mind and work on some meditation some more so that maybe like, maybe I can experience some nice spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to say that, but I don't know. I need to be a little like more go with the flow, a little yeah. more in tune with my mind and be, and, and maybe, maybe I'll understand more of the things that are happening. Oh dear. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you'll have to let me know how that goes. I don't, I don't yeah. think I still want to bite them in just yet. And Kate, we really appreciate you coming on. Those are some fascinating stories and hope you have a good spooky rest of your October, but maybe not too spooky. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not too spooky. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast and I'm glad I was able to share my story with y'all. Yeah. Thanks so much. Of yeah, course. Absolutely. Wow. So that was cool getting to hear Kate haunted house story. I feel like for some reason, maybe it's because of October, we're getting a lot of haunted house stories. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, maybe just because we picked guests with haunted house. With haunted house. <laughs> maybe we're in control. Of that. We're in control of that, Noah. But also I, I love guests like Kate because you can just tell from start to finish of her story. It's just like so second nature to her. Like she just doesn't falter in what she's saying and these are things that clearly happened to her and like any question we have she's like oh yeah this or that you know she just knows it well 
which in my head is like, this stuff really happens. Yeah. And I think that scares me the most when people are so like everyday life about it. I mean, you and um, JJ are super good friends with Devin. How does that uh, affect you? Or do you ever think about that? Like when you guys are hanging out with him, like, oh, he might be seeing a ghost right now. Or do you just kind of yeah. go whatever, like, and just move well, we on? Never, we never thought to bring it up before. But if we're there, well, we haven't been there clearly because of COVID, but we right. went once for um, just a social distancing. And it, well, before the pandemic too, after his episode, we would be like, so is there someone here now? And he'd be like, oh yeah, I just saw someone walk by or, you know, it's crazy. And then Meredith, will, her, his, his wife will also say similar things. And now Johnny D, their other roommate is in on it. And it's just second nature to them. They're like, oh yeah, there was like a woman here the other day. And I'm just like, why are we standing here? But don't you wish for one day, just like for 24 hours, JJ would wake up and, and like switch roles with Devin, like just see ghosts everywhere. Like I just wanted yeah. JJ to be like, I don't want this life. I, I thought I wanted it, but I don't. I know I do. That would be funny. I love it when just me and you ho are host podcast episodes because it's a different we, energy for sure. We just like want all the information from the guest about like, what do the ghosts look like? And yeah. like, have you seen? <laughs> And neither of us, like, rarely are we like, well, have you had your eyes checked or, you know, whatever day they pulls. Do you feel any vibrations in your eardrums when the yeah. ghost entered the room? It's like, once we bring up that stuff, I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah, it's valid for sure. Yeah. But I get pulled into the stories. And sure. I mean, like, let's be honest, like, as two, like, fairly reasonable people, sure, like, those reasons probably make more sense than there's a, a dead person in the room who's floating around or a shadow person. But the fact that we keep hearing so many of these stories and you bring this up, what I think is a great point. It's like the similarities in these stories. It's not like these people all got together and got their story straight. I mean, these are random strangers. Some of them we know, some of them we don't that just continue to have these ghost stories, you know? And then you ask Kate, you're like, well, was there anything spooky with the home? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, it was a sanitarium. Ah! Like, of course That's it was. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if any of this has to do with blood type. Like, what if every guest we've ever interviewed were all, like, A positive or, like, O negative? Yeah, or even, like, um, we joked about it a couple of podcasts ago, but, like, you know, you hear about people having certain abilities, and then they will get brain scans, and they'll be like, oh, well, this part's a little different. And they're, you know, that that's always interesting to me or like somebody will have a concussion and then all of a sudden they can remember everything that's ever happened to them in their entire life. Um, oh, right. We're supposed to be getting our um, license and education to do brain scans. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put like a little real haunting sticker on our big MCAT machine. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's uh that was a fun episode. I don't want any of those hauntings. And it, and like you were saying how casual she was about it, you know, I was like, just as a throwaway, I was like, well, what's the last haunting you've had? And she's like, oh, I played with my hair and I would wake up with marks on my body. It's like, what? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I do wish we knew um, if it was real or not. I know. And you know what? I really believe that one day Real Hauntings podcast is going to discover the answer to this. And we're going to go down in textbooks for discovering ghosts. I do think at some point, barring something happening, that we will have one of the largest archives of firsthand account ghost stories. And that's pretty cool. 
that would be cool. To all you listeners out there who have these experiences, uh, God bless you because I love hearing about it, but I don't, I don't know if I could make it through it. It's just super scary. And we really do want to hear your stories. If you're nervous to come on because you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to use your name. If you would like to send us a recording of you telling us your story, definitely do that. Um, You can reach us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. We're also at hauntingsreal on Twitter. Um, we're, we have a Facebook page where Real Hauntings Podcast on Instagram. We have a TikTok that's Real Hauntings Podcast. We are all over the place because we just want to collect these stories. Um, leave us a review if you enjoy it. Uh, if you don't enjoy it, get out of here. Just kidding. <laughs> Why <laughs> are you here if you don't you. enjoy it? If you've, yeah. if you've made it this far, you better enjoy it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, for uh, just like Kat said, you know, some of you may be sitting at home going, man, I like this podcast. How, how can I contribute to make sure they continue to have more episodes? One thing you can do that really helps us a lot is go to iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes as your primary listening source, just go to iTunes. You can, you can even access it just on a, a PC, like just your laptop or whatever. Go to iTunes, search Real Hauntings, and just go and leave us a five-star review if you don't mind. And and write out why you like the podcast, because that helps us so much with all of these algorithms and it, we appreciate your support. At the end of the day, we just dig that you guys listen to this and, you know, we're excited to keep giving you more episodes. That's right. Agreed. I don't know. Do you have anything clever to say? (laughs) Um, wow. Wow. Do I have anything clever to say? And listeners, you all you already know, but how do you make your tissue dance? How do you make your tissue dance, Kat? Put a little boogie in it. And with that, I'm Noah Daniel. And I'm Kat. Woo! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, you snorted. This is fun. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.